Why should people stop believing in science? Does belief and science even belong in the same realm? I'm Ismail Sivico, and this is The Civic Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome again to a new episode of the Civic Podcast. So as you can see from the title here I'm going to try and develop some thoughts I've been having now for for, for the past few months now which I'm not entirely sure if they make complete sense but of course to actually lay them out and think whether they make sense or not I'm going to try to speak about them and see if I can actually develop them to a maximum and see if it makes sense for you, or if maybe you can draw, you can draw your own conclusions from from these uh, thoughts. And this is a bit of a kind of, um, well, I will say cult, for lack of a better term, of scientism in some ways, it is in the belief of science. And why do I think we shouldn't believe the science? And that's a bit what, what I'm going to come at. That is not to say that science is not true, and that science doesn't um, demonstrate, let's say, objective truths, right? That's the whole point about science, is that science demonstrates something that is objectively true. That's the whole point of it. But the issue comes when we start to blindly believe the scientists that they're there to supposedly give us the science when, in actual fact, it hasn't always been the case and it might not always be the case. So the whole point is that each person has to do their own scientific research. And this is not too far-fetched. I mean, scientific research, it doesn't take a, a rocket scientist, uh, even though that's that's probably a really bad analogy. Um, but let's, what I mean by that is that we can always contrast information. Science is essentially empirical evidence and observation, and through that we can try to lay out some understanding of, of the material world, and uh, immaterial world also in some sense, uh, when it comes to it. And well, we have been speaking, I've, I've spoken very little about COVID uh, in 2021 and 2020 because I wanted to see a bit where it was going. I did have my own personal thoughts that my private circle, let's say, knows quite a bit of what I think, what I've thought about the pandemic. Maybe through my last episode, you saw a bit what I think well, regarding vaccines, regarding the pandemic in itself, regarding what measures actually should be implemented, who should be protected against the virus, who really has, well, isn't vulnerable to it at all, like young people and kids and healthy young people, essentially, um, and all of that. But I do want to speak about the belief in science uh, a lot, quite a bit, because people keep saying, let's believe the science. And I regard it a bit as an oxymoron. Um, I don't think belief and science belong in the same realm. Belief in my observation, belongs more in the realm of faith, in the realm of trust, in the realm of something that you are going to believe in it because you think it's the best way forward. And in some sense, maybe this does make sense. In some sense, actually, belief in science is not an oxymoron because actually the, the whole point about belief in science is that you're believing in the people that are giving you the science in itself. Like can be maybe belief in your own religion or in, or in your God, essentially. That even though there can be some doubt whether it's true or not, I always believe that the best 
like the best Christians, let's say, or, or the best religious people are those that constantly doubt their faith. And why do I say that? It's because if you constantly doubt your faith, and regardless of it, so despite all your doubt, you still come back to it, it's because I'm going to trust that, that's, that that person has asked the relevant questions, right? And that's why I think that, well, that person has asked the relevant questions and it has still decided to believe in that faith because they think that's the best way forward. And this, of course, can go for Christianity or Islam or, or any other uh, belief or, or faith in itself or religion, right? And when it comes to science, whether you believe it or not, that doesn't make it more or less true, specifically. For instance, in religion, we can have the debate whether the resurrection of Christ is actually, was actually possible, correct? But a faithful person, a person that believes in Christ, that believes in the word of God, will say, no, he did resurrect, even though we can debate about the actual proof or the veracity of those facts, but we will still believe it regardless of the idea that it could be false, right? In science, it doesn't work that way. Science, it either is or isn't. So whether you believe it or not, doesn't make it less or more true in the scientific realm. There are objective realities. We know about gravity. If you want to test out gravity, the only thing you need to do is pick up a glass or a mug or a cup and throw it on the floor and do that again and again and again. Each time going by new mugs because you will have broken all of them by then, but at least you can realize now how gravity actually functions and it will keep falling down regardless of what you do, right? So that's some sort of empirical test you can do to test out gravity. Now, when it comes to COVID, it's not as easy because of course we don't all have a lab in our house, in, in our homes, and we can't just grab the virus and start researching it and we don't, we very few people actually have the expertise to know what's going on specifically. So of course I'm not saying, oh yes, but we should all become scientists and go study medicine or virology or anything of the sort to actually know what's going on with COVID in order to understand the situation. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying when it comes to COVID, we need to contrast the information and contrast the information and follow different kind of scientists because that's really where critical thinking kicks in. A good critical thinker, a good person that is um, critical with the information that person absorbs through social media, through the news, through absolutely everything, will contrast different sources of information. He will check out what overlaps, what has nothing to do with one thing or another. And one thing maybe is a lie. If nine people are telling you this is true and then one, t one person is telling you false, logic and common sense will tell you, oh, maybe that one person out of 10 might be lying or not telling the truth, or maybe they just don't know the truth, so they can't really tell it. And, but also, your common sense will tell you, well, but there's also a slight possibility that that one person is actually correct, and those nine others are actually wrong, right? And this way it becomes really tricky, because of course, we don't all have the time nor the expertise, again, at the same time. I'm not expecting everyone to be a, a virologist, right? Even though they claim to be at every single family meeting, they all know what they're talking about when it comes to COVID. So, oh yeah, well, COVID does this, COVID does that. I mean, no, nobody actually knows what's going on. Even governments, even scientists themselves, very few actually really fully understand the virus. Um, and even though, I mean, it's really, it's a very recent virus. It's been there for two years. Even the coronavirus has been around for quite a long time, especially within animals. But this one specifically, COVID-19, is quite, is, is, is recent, is recent. It says it in the name. Um, so that's something to take into account. 
But my whole problem is, is when people blindly believe what they tell them. I'm gonna give an example regarding masks. It was said at the beginning, and again, with COVID, I gave all the benefit of the doubt at the beginning. I gave all the benefit of the doubt. Um, I followed scrupulously the, the measures. I was extremely careful not to see elderly people or people with um, previous medical issues, like diabetic people or with people with respiratory uh, issues. So I was, I was very careful at the beginning. Um, we didn't know what was going on. We knew that they were extremely vulnerable to the virus. Um, but now, for, for, for instance, let's take masks, right? Everyone, everybody had to get masks at the beginning. And I spoke about before about conspiracy theories. And the scientists said, yeah, you need to wear masks. You need to wear masks, they're gonna protect you, etc." And now we realize that masks, in essence, don't do as much, right? They don't really help. They help against other, for example, for the flu, because um, it, get it gets contracted through fluids, let's say, but COVID is an airborne virus. So masks aren't effective or aren't as effective as maybe for COVID, as maybe it might be for the flu. And scientists have been covering this. Same thing when it went to COVID on surfaces. At the beginning, that was a, that was a science that said that was, that, that was widely believed. Um, and then again, that didn't turn out to be completely true. Again, so, so science keeps renewing itself. I think a, a real scientist is mostly happy when he is proved wrong, right? Uh, I really do believe that. Like if you've been researching something and you think this is true and then some new piece of information comes out, say, oh shit, that was wrong. Sorry, I said uh, <laughs> shit, but um, I don't usually swear on the podcast. Um, anyways, so, and then something comes and then proves that you were wrong. Say, oh, well, that's interesting. And a scientist will be over, like overjoyed to know that he was wrong. I think that's, well, if you're a scientist and I'm wrong, please tell me. But usually I, I, I really believe this. Like I love being proved wrong because when you proved wrong, you actually learn something. So that that's why I love debating with people I don't necessarily agree with. Maybe they can convince me of something that I don't believe or I don't think it to be true. And if they convince me, then better for me. I've grown out of that conversation and I've learned something new and I've changed my perspective on, on, a, on a specific issue. And that goes for science too. And science gets overturned all the time. And my problem with the blind belief in scientists or, again, I'm gonna say it again. I'm not saying, oh, no one should have, should have followed the measures of COVID at the beginning. No, nobody knew what was going on. It's just natural that that part of us gives the benefit of the doubt to the government because they are there to protect us, essentially. Uh, well, they're there for other things, but in this case, they were there to protect us. And we said, okay, I'm gonna trust you and I'm gonna follow your advice and I'm gonna do this because, well, I really, first of all, I have no other choice because <laughs> if not, um, the police will be knocking on my door. But second of all, uh, I think it's the best way forward because we don't know what, what's going on and I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and I prefer to be, to to follow the rules and be wrong than not follow the rules and be wrong, all right? So, so, so each person had to do their own balance out. And I think most people really did follow the measures uh, very well um, in a very scrupulous manner. Uh, of course, most people broke lockdowns. They went to ha um, friends' houses and all of that. But I think most people were very careful in, into not seeing elderly people, into masking up, um, into uh, getting the vaccine. Also, I I got the vaccine. I got the three vaccines. I've said it on the past podcast, um, on the past episode. I'm going to say in this episode, the vaccines have done a very good job in reducing the mortality rate in the past waves. 
in the past COVID waves. They've done an excellent job. Um, so I think that's why most vulnerable people should get it. Um, but then again, I'm not a vulnerable person in that sense. So even though I defend the vaccine, I, I wasn't necessarily a person that needed it. Because at the beginning, the idea was, okay, you take the vaccine so you don't propagate the virus, right? Which I completely understood. I, I want to take the vaccine also for that. So if I'm vaccinated, I wasn't going to propagate the virus if I ever went to see my grandparents, right? I didn't want them catching the virus from me. Problem was that then that turned out to not be true either. So I could still propagate the virus, right? Even though most people that I've met that have caught the virus now in the past few months, they've all been vaccinated. Uh, funnily enough, and those that aren't vaccinated, which maybe like a couple of them, <laughs> don't feel that all my mates, they're all, they're all not vaccinated. I think there's like maybe one or two, um, a maximum, I don't even know, um, that haven't been vaccinated and, and they've never caught it. And again, we're talking about recurrent testing also, because they need tests for, for different things, for jobs, for traveling or, or for anything of the sort. So that was also disproven, correct? And even though it has been disproven, people are doubling down. People are doubling down in their sole belief into what people told them. And I think it's because people are afraid of being proven wrong, right? And that goes against a scientific mindset. I think being proven wrong is one of the best things that can happen, being to swallow your pride. And it does take a lot to swallow your pride. It's, it's not something easy. Um, it's difficult for everyone. I hate swallowing my pride, right? Because of course, I mean, imagine you're in a debate and or into a, com a normal conversation with someone, not necessarily a like, hardcore debate with anyone. No, I mean, maybe a very mellow debate with someone and they prove you wrong, right? Well, you need to be the, the bigger person. I say, okay, well, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm sorry. You don't need to apologize for something you thought was true, especially if there was no uh, intent. I, th I think I'll, I'll speak about apology um, at some point um, because people keep apologizing for, for stuff they should not apologize for. And apologies are supposed to mean something. But regardless, and you need to be the, the bigger person and say, okay, well, I was wrong. I will do better. I will better do my research next time. And I will make sure to know more about the matter. And that's the thing, because not everyone can know about everything. And this is something I keep saying. I'm not asking you to take my word for it. I'm really not. I mean, you can have my opinion, you can have my perspective. You cannot. The whole point about this podcast is because I spend all my days listening or trying to listen as much as possible. Uh, my friends would disagree. My, my friends would say I, I speak way too much. But <laughs> regardless, just take my word for it. Believe me. Um, I listen a lot. I try to listen a lot. I try to learn a lot. And my time where I like brainstorm a bit on on my thoughts is here is on the podcast and if anyone can brainstorm with me and think about these things as i do uh in a more i was going to say philosophical but then again no serious philosopher will ever consider themselves a philosopher because a serious philosopher will know that they will never be able to answer the actual essential questions that philosophy puts in front of you so they will never, they will never consider themselves a philosopher that's something to think about and a good person will never say they are good, uh, right? Or an honest person will never say they are fully honest. Uh, yeah, anyway, these uh, these kind of loopholes uh, I want to speak about too. But but regardless, come back, uh, come back to the science. And just take, for instance, 100 years ago, right? Not too long ago. Scientists were there to, well, some scientists, not all of them, of course. Um, science, quote unquote, was saying that people of color were inferior, right? They were saying that 100 years ago. 
And some people believe them because of course it's the science. Why not believe it? But of course we all know that was all complete BS, right? That's super racist. That was there to defend some specific, well, specifically bad people, racist at the time that wanted to segregate societies and say that people of color did not have the same rights as white people. Because in this case, there were white scientists making these outrageous claims. Same came with Nazi Germany. They were scientists making outrageous claims. And again, people believed them because they thought they were believing the science. And I'm not having this hyperbolic narrative now saying, oh my God, all scientists are Nazis uh, and they want to kill us all. Not, not really. I mean, that depending on which scientists and ex exactly who, how uh, my doubts about Fauci. <laughs> but um, so that's something to really take into account. We shouldn't just blindly believe whatever they say. And I think we've taken science for granted way too much in the past hundred years, let's say, in, in the 20th century, not even past hundred years, the past 50 years, let's say, since the 60s, since the 60s, 50s, 60s, we've been taking, uh, we've been taking science for granted, uh, because of course, there have been so many technological advancements that have worked. So we, we think that the scientific community, the academia and the scientists, TM, uh, are always correct, and they are there for our best interest. The issue is that scientists have now become like journalists. You can see the bias a mile away. You can see it. You can see what they defend. And everyone has a bias. That's just true. I mean, if someone tells you they don't have a bias, they're the most biased person ever. Again, that comes back to the same idea before that. If you say you're good, you're not actually good. Um, so if someone tells you they're not biased, they're the most biased person ever. We know we are biased, but we need to do our most to stay objective, right? I know I am biased on lots of things because I have my own opinions, I've had my own experience, I've had my own education, I have my own faith. I have my group of friends that is maybe different from your group of friends. Same thing goes with family, education, culture, experience, etc. So all that creates our biases, 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 biases or biases. See, uh, don't, uh, don't, I, I hope you didn't listen to my last uh, episode because I'm always, uh, I, I was saying, yeah, be careful with language. And now I don't even know if it's biases or biases. Um, but anyway, doesn't, doesn't matter much, I guess. But we, we, we all have our biases. We need to be critical and try to be as objective as we can. And then when we're objective and take the situation in retrospect, then we can go back inside and say, okay, what do I think about this? And then you can create your opinion on that specific topic. If you're going directly with already a set out opinion and a set out bias, you're not going to get very far. And that's the thing with scientists. You need to have an open mind that everything is possible. Everything is possible. It's like when it came, like the earth is flat, right? What I spoke about before in the, in the last episode regarding uh, conspiracy theories. Um, every scientist before Galileo, was Galileo a scientist? I think, I think, yeah, he could have been considered a scientist. Um, observation, for example, that's one big part of science is, is observation. Um, so a scientist could have said, okay, the earth is flat. That, that was a hypothesis, right? Then we knew that the earth is not flat at all. It's more like a sphere. Uh, so that was a viable hypothesis and everything is possible until it has been disproven or proven. Most, most of the time science becomes science because of disproving things. And we've seen that throughout COVID, every single thing has been disproven over and over and over again with vaccines, with masks, with um, the virus staying on surfaces, 
and different types of surfaces with um, social distancing, with uh, lockdowns, for example, that science was saying, yeah, lockdowns will help. And then again, we saw that didn't make much of a difference either. And it was this blind belief in the academic class, let's say. And this goes for science and social sciences. Again, this goes for absolutely everything, right? In social science, no social scientist was worth their soul will take a sociological generalization with a small study created in a small town in the south of Spain, right? For example, the, I had a, I had this exam question um, that was speaking about the uh, uh, the minimum basic income, right? Universal basic income, uh, yeah, so UBI. And they were saying that there was this study made, I think it was in Wales, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that it worked, the UBI worked in a small town in Wales. Say, so, well, okay, sure. I mean, and this, well, this comes for economics. Again, it's not specific social sciences, but still it, it can also be uh, done for economics. So, so the UBI worked in a small town in Wales, or maybe it's the whole country, whatever, right? But okay, fair enough, if it worked for that small town, if it worked for that small country, but then people will say, oh, see, it works there, then it must work in the whole, in, in the whole universe, in the whole world. Say, so, no. No, it does not work that way. Some specific economic policies in a place will not have the same impact in another place. They will not do the same thing. Same thing goes, for instance, uh, for women in the workplace, right? The idea was if, because women, well, so this is the narrative, right? They are conditioned through social construction to get into female jobs. So the idea was in Scandinavia that if, you reduce to a maximum the social construction of the gender roles that they will opt more, that there will be an equity at the end in terms of uh, job choice. That is not what happened. They tried to reduce a maximum the gender roles through policy. Some policies I, I, I am really am for, for, ex for, for example, uh, sorry, um, for example, the uh, the policy of of, uh, of shared uh, parental leave that two parents can, I think this is in, in, in Sweden, that two parents can decide if, if the wife for the mother of the child uh, wants to go back to work and is the, the husband that stays at home to take care of the kid for 12 months. That I think that is a completely good policy. I think um, couples should decide for themselves who should go back to work and, and who should not, right? So for example, they do have really good policies. So they try to reduce the maximum of the gender roles, right? But then again, the outcome wasn't what they expected. It wasn't what, they, and and it, most of the time it isn't. Mostly in science, you don't get the outcome that you expect, and that's what's so fascinating about it. And so the outcome was that indeed more women went into what could be considered uh, more feminine roles, uh, more feminine jobs. So, for instance, in healthcare and education, and more men got into the STEM fields, for example, uh, in those countries, in comparison to the countries where the gender roles are still quite marked and they're quite visible and there, there's less of a gap in terms of job choice for men and women, right? So that's a unexpected outcome in social sciences that nobody really understood. But then again, these are, we're not speaking about a small study inside a small town, we're speaking about different countries um, in the West and outside the West also, right? So from that on, you can take a sort of generalization. Um, so that's another example 
when it comes to social sciences and economy and science in a, in a more general manner, which we could say pure sciences. When it came to physics, when I gave the example of the cup, if you want to test out gravity, you just need to keep throwing cups and keep going back and forth from Ikea to buy new ones and keep it and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it until you've done it a thousand times and you see that every time you have the same outcome. If you've done that a thousand times and every time you have the same outcome, then there's something there. What's there? Gravity. Somebody already discovered it, right? <laughs> so that was just to say. And, and I really am worried about people blindly believing science because then again, science is not subject to belief. Science is subject to observation. Science is there, whether you like it or not. Facts are facts, whether you like them or not, they will remain facts. They are there. And the belief, well, whether you believe them or not, doesn't make them less or more true. And I think that's what people tried a bit while doubling down on, on I wouldn't say necessarily the lies specifically. It's a lie now knowing most of the things have been disproven. So if you double down on them, that becomes a lie. By the time it wasn't necessarily a lie, because a lie, I think it's more of, the, there's intent in a lie, right? I think it was more misaccuracy or, well, again, failed hypotheses at the time. So I don't think they were necessarily lies. They were hypotheses that people thought this, were, this was gonna help for the virus, but then again, it did not help. And now that we know, the people that keep doubling down, why? It's because they don't want to be proven wrong. And now they are lying. The people that double down on things that have been disproven by numerous scientists, that's the issue. And now when scientists start to come into the realm of belief and the realm of social relations and culture and politics, that's a problem. Because when science becomes politicized, you have what happened in Nazi Germany. You have scientists saying outrageous things about specific type of people. Same thing when it came to, um, to the oppression of people of color back in the time, right? When science becomes political, we're, in a, we're on a very slippery slope that in the end, they're no, they're no longer objective. Same thing goes for the, for the judicial system, right? It needs to be, they need to be separated from the political realm. And science is not separated from the political realm. It has even become now a sort of cult. And again, ideologies are also some sense of belief because what ideologies do is that you don't fully understand everything in the world, but an ideology gives you a set out set of answers for very, very complicated questions. That's why I'm not a big fan of ideologies, even though if some people had to label me, they would label me one way or another, uh, but they will never actually find a right sitting place to me. I mean, when people actually get to know my political opinions, they go like, wait, but what are you exactly? And, and I like that, because again, that just proves that I'm not, Mm. I'm missing a word for for that description, but I think people should should move away from ideologies. And in this sense, what it does is that it gives you out a ready set of answers, and you have this trust in the ideology, this belief, right? You believe in it, you trust in it, you have faith in it to defend it to the death, if needed. Most probably not not to the death, but but you get the metaphor. So that's the idea. Try to be critical, try to contrast the information and accept when you're wrong. Be the bigger person, be the bigger person and accept it. We've all been wrong. I've been wrong numerous times and every time I'm wrong, I try to accept it. I try to accept it and I try to move on and I try to learn from those mistakes. And that's the whole point about science. It's getting, it's, it's, stuff gets disproven every single day. And a real scientist will be happy when everything gets disproven. Just as the scientists that have been, 
that have been disproved, let's say, well, all their scientific research that has been that has been disproved in the past two years, they just keep doubling down on it. And that's when you see that their science is not unbiased. Their science actually has an agenda. And in this case, a political agenda, right? Imposed by politicians that want something specific out of the pandemic. They have an end goal. If you give them, if you give them a hand, they'll take an arm. And that's what's been happening a lot in a lot of countries, um, needless to say, Canada and, uh, and Australia. But other countries are very on their way, on the merry way towards authoritarianism. So we need to be very, very careful with belief in science. It's not we shouldn't we shouldn't take it for granted. We should be very careful. We should make our own science. Do your own science. Do your own research. Do your own observations. Take empirical evidence. Make your most out of it. You're going to make mistakes, of course. You're going to see some things, you're maybe not going to understand them, maybe there's not enough information, that's completely fine. But at least you know that you tried. And at least you know that even though you're proved, you're proved wrong at the end of the day, or the month, or the year, at least you know you did everything that you had, well, everything in your, in your power to look for the truth. And I think looking for the truth should be the purpose of absolutely everyone and absolutely everything in life. And I think I'm going to leave it there with this small little rant. I hope if you listen to this, you don't have to agree with me, but at least I hope it made you think a minimum. And now you're going to look at things in a in a different way. And anyway, uh, apart from that, I just wanted to repeat again, if you don't follow us on Instagram yet, please do. It's at the civic space, at the civic dot space. Excuse me, we try to get the civic space, but it was taken. So it's at the civic dot space and again a few articles on the website which is www.thecivicspace.org so feel free to go down there to check all of that out just a short disclaimer i think you've probably seen uh, we're not posting any more uh, video podcasts for various reasons uh when i get the better materials and when i have when we have more time and etc etc we'll do the video podcast again but right now we're just staying on all the podcasting platforms so wherever you're listening to we'll keep posting on there and well, with that said, I hope you like this episode and I wish you a very lovely evening. I'm Ismael Pai Civico and this was The Civic Podcast. Bye.